Mystery Time. Time now for the best in mystery. Tonight on Masters of Mystery, an exciting melodrama titled Four Time Loser. Presented live from New York, is written by Sidney Sloan. A man with a guilty secret sometimes pays a heavy price to keep his past from being exposed. And when he's playing for high stakes, he's sometimes willing to kill. Masters of Mystery brings you tonight's thrilling story, Four-Time Loser. It's a strange and terrible experience to be sitting in your office on a bright autumn afternoon, free from worry, proud of your honest accomplishments. And then... To have your secretary come in and inform you that your little dream of security is just that, a dream. There's a man waiting to see you, sir. He says he's an old friend, but he won't give his name. Anybody we know, Gladys? I've never seen him before. <laughs> well, probably someone who wants to sell me insurance. Tell him to leave his name. We'll get in touch with him. I've already told him that, Mr. Coombs, but he's very persistent. Oh, well. Send him in. Yes, Mr. Coombs. Mr. Coombs will see you now. Thanks. Won't you sit down? Don't mind if I do. George. Well, ah. well, now, what can I do for you? What's the matter, George? Don't you know your old friends? I'm afraid you have me at a disadvantage. I sure have, Mr. Coombs. Or maybe I should have said Mr. Deal. Right? Bennett Deal. I, I'm afraid I... I don't know you. You you probably made some mistake. Now, if you don't mind, I'm There's very busy. There's no mistake. But if this will jack up your memory, what happened 12 years ago, April 5th? Remember cell block D, tier 18, cell 6? Can you forget six cons on the land, five caught, one getting away? Don't tell me you don't recognize your old cellmate, Benny. Matt Howard. That's right, Benny. My name is George. George Coombs. <laughs> George oh, Coombs. <laughs> You're a wise baby, Coombs. I gotta hand it to you. You see, I've been keeping tabs on your career for over a year now. I've seen your picture in the paper attending a benefit with some society dame. I recognized you right off. You recognize me. Ah, oh, don't worry. I don't think nobody else would. You've changed a lot. Here's gray at the sides, glasses. You're heavier now. Taking on some weight. I've been lucky for 12 years till you came along. And you're still lucky, baby. You don't think I'd sing on an old pal, do you? What, and spoil your chance to marry that Anderson Dame with all that dough? What kind of a hero do you think I am? What kind are you? I know this is a shakedown. Now, how much? Oh, really, Benny, you hurt my feelings. But if you want to play it like that, let's make it five yards to start with. $500? You wouldn't want an old friend to look shabby, would you? All right. Meet me at my apartment tonight. I'll have the money for you. (laughs) 
Hello? Hello, George. Oh, Elaine. You sound awfully surprised. Uh, yes, I, I, I was expecting someone else, darling. Well, have you forgotten you were taking me to dinner tonight? Uh, no, 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 of course I haven't. Elaine, I, I haven't forgotten. I'll, I'll pick you up in 15 minutes. Well, don't bother, because I'll call for you. Matter of fact, I'm downstairs in the lobby right now. Well, wait for me down there. Do you mind? I, I'll be right down. George, is, is anything the matter? No, dear, no. Some business I have to take care of. Not another woman, I hope. <laughs> no, dear, not another woman. Well, then you won't mind my coming up and seeing for myself, will you? Uh, Elaine, please, if you don't mind. I, I will be right up. Hello? Hello? She couldn't have come up that quickly. That must be Matt. Hi, Benny. Right on time. Come in. Hurry. Ah, thanks. We've got to make this fast, Matt. That's the way I like it. Got the money? Yes, I've got it. Good. Hand it over. Wait. I want to make a proposition to you. Well, I'm always open to a proposition if it favors me. It does. What's the caper? I've got the 500 for you. And more. Keep talking. I'll give you 5000 But you've got to get out of Satterford and never come back here. You've got to forget you ever saw me. Oh, yeah. 5000 Matt. You know, George, you ain't leveling with me. I swear. All that... Sure, you ain't got more than five Gs, I know that. But you got uh, hidden assets, like they say. Hidden assets? Ah, you played a very smart, George. Engaged to marry the Anderson Manufacturing Company. Helene Anderson will be worth five to seven million bucks when her old man cashes in his chip. What are you getting at? Look, baby, I did 15 years in stir. You know what that is. And I did 12 more years than you did. And the way I see it, you ought to want to see an old pal get ahead in the world. You've been lucky. How about uh, sharing a little of it? I'm willing to give you... Yeah, 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 yeah. You said five Gs. Thanks. I'll take it as a down payment. That's your final word? No, Benny. You have the final word. You decide. Pay off or go back. You name it. Somebody at the door. Matt, give me a break, will you? Aren't you going to open the door? Yeah. Well, where is she? Where's the other woman? Uh, oh, Helene. This is Matt Howard. Matt, Helene Anderson, my fiancée. How do you do? Hello. So you're the reason George forgot his dinner engagement with me. Yeah. You see, George and me was talking over old times. Schoolmates? Uh, in a way. I didn't know. Well, Matt, I, I, I guess we'll have to break it up now. Come in and see me at my office tomorrow, oh, and we'll... Oh, George, aren't you going to ask Mr. Howard to have dinner with us? What? That's a fine way to treat an old friend. Well, you see, uh, I guess George wants to be alone with you, Miss Anderson. Nonsense. George gets bored with my conversation. Do come along with us. Well, it's up to George. Yes. Uh, uh, well, why don't you, Matt? Yes, the, the more, the merrier. <laughs> friend made a very interesting dinner companion, George. Who, man? Oh, yes, he's interesting, all right. What did he come to Satterford for? Mm, business. He's some sort of a promoter or something. And what does he have on you? What? I, I don't understand you, Elaine. 
He's an old friend from school. I'm not that stupid. Mr. Howard's schooling has been few and far between. Well, he's a little rough and crude, maybe, but... Darling, please drop that pose. Matt Howard knows something about you. Something that you want to hide and keep hidden. Elaine, you're wrong. Matt Howard means Don't that... lie to me. Oh, forget it, please, will you? I can't. I've got to know, George. I've got to know right now. Very well. My name is not George Coombs. Go on. I was, up to 12 years ago, Bennett Deal, convict 63290. I escaped prison with five other men. They were caught. I wasn't. You want to hear more? Go on. I was in for life. A fourth offender under the law. I'm not defending myself. I wasn't framed. I deserved what I was getting. But in prison, for the first time, I had a chance to, to learn something, to study, to read. And it opened up a whole new life to me. I, I worked hard to improve myself, to be somebody. But what chance would an old ex-con have to start life over at 50? When the opportunity for escape presented itself, I jumped at it. Well, I was lucky. I got away. Came here to say to it. The rest you know. Is that all? Well, isn't that enough? Yes. Well? Well? I love you. Helene. I should have told you sooner, but I was afraid. You're afraid now, aren't you? That's what Matt Howard is holding over your head. He wants money, lots of it. Well, then give it to him. But you don't understand. It'll never stop. He knows we're going to be married. He knows you have money. What if you turned him into the police? Well, I'd go back with him this time forever. I'd never get out. Well, then what can you do? There are two things one can do about a blackmailer. You can go on paying. And the other? The other. I don't want to think of that. Yet. I didn't see much of Helene for the next few days. I pretended that my job kept me too busy. But it was actually my dread of facing her. Of seeing that unasked question in her eyes. What was I going to do about Matt Howard? She called finally and asked me to meet her for dinner. Our friend Matt was over at the plant this afternoon. He got in to see Dad by using your name. What, what for? He wants a job. A job? Are you certain? Yes. Why? It's well, strange. $5,000 of my money in his pocket and the prospect of getting more. Matt Howard goes job hunting. Would there be any harm in your vouching for him with Dad? I don't know. Suppose he is planning some shady deal, Helene. Suppose he does something which might point the finger at me, or worse, involve you. Helene, the best thing for you to do is to forget the whole business. And me, along with it. You trying to tell me I've been jilted? Well, suppose we went ahead and got married. Every morning you'd have to face the inevitable fact that it might be our last day together. I'd face that. You see, George, all my life I've gotten the things I wanted. 
Maybe I've been a spoiled brat, but I'm too old now to change my ways. And I want you. I want to marry you. But, darling, this wait, would be... Wait, wait. Now listen to me. If Matt Howard is in the way, if he is keeping us from what we oh, want... Don't say it, Elaine. Shh, shh. Wait. The head waiter's coming this way. Oh, he's uh, motioning that you've got a phone call. Oh? Oh, I see. Well, pardon me, dear. I'll be, I'll be right back. Yes, sure, Hamilton. I remember you. What is it? Well, it's kind of ridiculous, and I hate to bother you, but we picked up a man early this evening. Yes, yes, go on. Well, uh, he says he knows you. What's he wanted for? Suspicion of murder. What's his name? Howard. Matt Howard. Uh, says he was with you last night at the time a man was killed. Now, it's obvious that he's lying, and all I want you to do is to say so. I, uh... I'll be right over, Hamilton. Well, that isn't necessary. All you have to do is... To... I'll be right over. What is it, George? It, it happened. Matt Howard killed a man last night. He wants me to give him an alibi. What are you going to do? I'm going over to police headquarters. And are you going to give him an alibi? I don't know. I don't know. You'd go to bat for me. You fool, you stupid stir-crazy fool. All right, all right. So I made a mistake. I didn't mean to kill him. You didn't mean to. If this weren't so tragic, it'd be funny. I said I was sorry. And everything's okay now. You gave me my alibi. I haven't given any alibi. I see. But you will. Won't you, baby? You'll say I was with you last night. Because if you don't... I know, I know. How did it happen? Well, things is pretty dull, so I get into this crap game. My work is bad. By 9 o'clock, I'm rubbing together in my pocket two C-notes, the tag end of my roll. 200 left out of the 5,000. Yeah. Well, I was sore. I remember the guy says he's closing the game up at 11 o'clock. So you went back and killed him? I was identified as one of the guys in the game, but they really got nothing on me if you gave me the alibi. If I do, Matt... That would square us off for good, wouldn't it? We'd be quits from now on. You could grab the next train for New York. <laughs> grab the next train for New York, he says. <laughs> You're a funny guy, Benny. <laughs> funny like them comics on the radio. I mean it, Matt. The river's dried up. The feast is over. There's no more dough. That's all I have. What about your rich girlfriend after you marry her? There's you... not going to be a marriage. We washed the whole deal out tonight. You've done this on purpose. You've done it to cheat me. Maybe. Why, I ought to kill you. You ought to kill me. All right, get up, get up. Oh. Oh. Okay, Benny. I shouldn't have tried that with you. Get this through your head, Matt. You can't blackmail me anymore. I've got as much on you as you have on me. 
All right, brave boy. I'm calling your bluff. I'm playing this game my way. And here's the cards. You're going to tell the cops I was with you last night. I'm staying here, and you're going to marry the Anderson Doe. You like the hand? I got nothing to lose. You have. Your move. Well, Mr. Coons, five-minute visiting time is up. Ah, I'm glad you come in, Chief. Uh, Mr. Coons just been checking with me on the time I came over to see him last night. What goes, Mr. Coons? I... I guess he does, Hamilton. I'm giving him his alibi. Hello. George, Elaine. Oh, yes. You gave him his alibi, didn't you? Yes. Well, how did you find out so quickly? He called me. He called you? Yes, and he's coming here to my house. What does he want? I couldn't quite make out something about patching things up between us. What did you tell him? I told him we had a bus stop. But, Helene, you shouldn't have told him he could come out there. Don't you see, George? This is our chance. Our chance? Are you coming here, or will I have to do it alone? I'll be right out. Mr. Coombs is here, Miss Anderson. Oh, thank you, Edward. Hello, darling. Elaine. We're all ready to go, Miss Anderson. The car is in the driveway. That's fine, Edward. I hope you enjoy the picture. Good night. Good night, Miss. Good night, sir. Good night. You're sending all the servants out? That's orders. He wants to see me in private. He knows that Dad left for Detroit this afternoon. He's taking no chances, is he? He's taking a big chance, George. Bigger than he knows. It won't work, Helene. We can't do it. We can. Nobody knows he's coming here. Nobody but you and me. No, it won't work. Now listen to me. Just listen, George. We can put his body in your car, take him to the family's country... No, Helene, no, no, no. I don't want you mixed up in it. We've got to do it. We'll do it together. I've got Dad's revolver. I'm not afraid, and it's our last chance. It's our only chance. Matt Howard has to die. But I won't have you involved. I'll do it myself. It took me less time to get back to the center of town than it took to get to Helene's. And when I got to the business district, I parked the car on a dark side street and went into a drugstore and called Matt Howard's hotel. They told me he was out. I called Helene. He's here, George. I, I must have missed him on the way. D- d- don't do anything. Send him back to town. But, all right. How did he come out? Taxi? Rented car. Good. Send him back to town. I went back to the road he'd have to take. It was late. And there was no traffic. I parked and waited. I must have waited about half an hour. Then I saw it coming, his car. I switched on my ignition, started my car. He went past. I started after him. Slowly, I overtook him, pulled alongside... I could see his face, 
trained with fight, fear, as he hunched over the wheel. Then I cut in front of him. at him. He was dead. He'd swerved to avoid hitting me and crashed into a concrete embankment. My car wasn't even scratched. We hadn't been seen. The lights were all out in Helene's house when I got there. She'd probably gone to bed, I thought. I rang the bell. No answer. I was getting back into my car. Edwards and the servants drove up. What a break. My alibi completed if I need one. Edwards saw me come in, and now he sees me leaving. Hello, Edwards. Good movie? Oh, yes, sir. Now you leaving? Yes, Edwards. Miss Anderson has just gone to bed. Good night. Good night, sir. I never felt better in my life. That death would look like an accident. If there was any question, I had a perfect alibi. I climbed into bed with the knowledge that I'd get my first good sleep since Matt Howard came to Saterford. I couldn't have been asleep for more than an hour. And I was awakened by someone knocking on my door. Uh, what? Who's there? It's me, Hamilton. Open up. Oh, wait a minute. It's all a fuss, Hamilton. Mr. Coons, I must warn you. Everything you say now can be used against you. Sounds serious. Yes, it is. Murder. Murder? Again? <laughs> Is this your idea of a gag, Hamilton? Where were you this evening after you left me? At my fiancé's home, you know. Helene Anderson. Yeah, that checks all right. You left at what time? Why, uh, about 11.35. Edwards the butler saw me. That's it, Mr. Coombs. Well, fine. Now, would you please go away and let me get some sleep? I'm sorry, Mr. Coombs. I'm going to have to hold you for murder. But me? Who, who did I murder? Your fiancée, Helene Anderson. Strangled to death. There it is. My story. Matt must have overheard Helene talking on the phone to me. In fear or panic, he killed her. Whatever happened, Helene's dead. I don't care much what happens to me now. The irony of the situation is that Matt's death was put down as accidental. out now. They won't be out long. As the prosecutor said in his closing speech, what can you expect from an habitual criminal? A four-time loser. Loser.